doing the thing. Am I, am I back from vacation? Yeah. Am I, is, yes. Yes. We're here. Yeah, we're here. So when I left, I felt like, you know, I left like, you know, thousands of my children home alone and, um, you know, not wanting CPS to make a visit. I figured I'd come back and check in and make sure you're okay. Yeah, I was on vacation last week. Uh, me and the family were on vacation last week, and we we went to see other family members that we haven't seen in, in, in quite some time. So we went to a different part of the country. You know, let me start by saying, um, air travel in this pandemic since, you know, this whole thing started... Uh, say what you will, um, your own takeaways may be very different than mine were, but I got to be brutally honest with you. I was shocked. Uh, hasn't gotten any fucking better. None, 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 none as a man. And you know, we, you see it on the news, you see it on CNN, you know, you see it on MSNBC, wherever you see, you see it on E! Entertainment Television, wherever you get your news. Maybe it's the OAN. I don't know. Maybe you're wrong like that. But you see the folks that are, you know, pretending they're uh, battling Rocky Balboa for the heavyweight championship in the middle of, you know, Southwest Airlines at 35,000 feet. You've all seen it recently. We, we, we've all watched it on the news. You know, guys getting duct taped to seats, which... I, look, I've heard other radio folks say it, and I've 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 thought about it a lot, and I've said it in my personal life. And uh, yeah, you think I'm calling myself a radio guy, don't you? Yeah, not really. Uh, I'm just saying I've heard people on the radio saying this kind of thing. And let me echo their sentiment. I am a hundred percent for this. I am one thousand percent. If that were a possible number to achieve, I would be that much in for it because. Fuck this with like people trying to kick out windows and, you know, going for a leisurely stroll outside in the middle of the flight. Fuck that. You cannot have it. So I think there should be a new requirement on planes. In addition to all the other lengthy requirements that we already have, I think there should be one more. Everyone comes prepared with a roll of duct tape. Everybody. Now, whether or not that duct tape is used by you to restrain someone else or, or, or if you're that guy or that girl, uh, that duct tape is used on you to keep your ass in your chair and your mouth shut because tape in the mouth shut, also important. That said, you know, I have a real, uh, I, I get it. Like flying just isn't fun. It's not fun. And people seem to be crazy right now. You know, I think the, on average, and these numbers won't be right, but you'll get the idea. On average, on any given year prior to the pandemic, which <laughs> we're still in it, folks, right in the middle. We are right smack dab in it. We're in the eye of it right now. And I'll get to that in a moment. However, you know, it, there's there was there was like on any given year like 122 in-flight incidents over the course of a year, right? 120 still seems like a lot if you ask me. Because if you're in the air, you don't want some fucking lunatic. And I'm I'm thinking of that guy who was on the United Transatlantic flight or whatever it was. 
got liquored up and then drank all the booze and there was no more booze and he still wanted more booze. So instead of like just fucking dealing with it like a normal human non-alcoholic or alcoholic would do, he decides to jump on like the, 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 the food cart, the tray that they used to, you know, go up and down the uh, uh, aisles with. He jumps on top of that and takes shit. There was that guy. There was that guy. He was part of the 122. But now, we're at like 3,500 incidents this year. Or some insane number. So flying is not fun. And I think because of this, the stewardesses or the stewards, flight attendants, whatever you want to call them. You know, I I give them a lot of leeway. A lot of leeway because... Well, they got to put up with that shit, right? I mean, I don't think they ever signed up for like getting into a title fight in the middle of uh, your flight from Denver to San Diego. I don't think they signed up for that. I didn't think they wanted to get like bloodied and beaten by some drunk frat kid. I don't think that was ever in like the scenario. I, I, I think like, you know, they went through crashing. They went through... Uh, someone having a heart attack, uh, someone having a baby. I don't know. Stuff like that. I don't think they, they talked about drunk frat boy going, um, let's fight. I don't think they went through that. Maybe they did. I don't know. Nonetheless, they seem to have to deal with that kind of shit lately. Now, on our flights, which there were four of, uh, there was no incidents, no, nothing like that. But And so then I wonder, are um, stewardesses, the female flight attendants, steward, they call them stewardesses, um, were really fucking prickly. Jesus. I mean, really prickly. And, you know, I thought, well, the first flight out, okay, it's early in the morning, you know, whatever. Yeah, super fucking prickly on that one. And I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever, we'll get on the next leg. And uh, just as bad. Just as bad. And like, again, nothing happened on the flight. So I'm just wondering if they're just riled up. I, 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 maybe that's what it is because they were unnice. Let me put it that way. And I've never had like flight attendants be overly nice in any fashion whatsoever. But I also never had them just be rude. <laughs> you know? And I'll give you, give you an example. So on uh, one of the legs, we're flying and uh, I gave one of the, uh, you know, I gave one of the boys my tablet so they could watch the approved Southwest Airlines films that you have. Like you log into their Wi-Fi, they go, hey, you want to watch movies? Because we don't have the back of the screen on the seat. You want to watch a movie? Here you go. Here's a bunch of movies. And it's, it's you know, regular stuff. Back to the Future, Goonies, um some other shit. I don't know. Whatever. Nothing crazy. So, kid starts watching Goonies. Probably because we were playing the game a lot. Kid starts watching Goonies. And he didn't have headphones, and so he had the volume up. But now listen, we're in a jet. We're flying. I'm sitting right next to him. I could barely hear it. I could barely hear it. And, I mean, I, I knew I knew he was watching it. I knew there was sound coming out of my tablet. But it was at about, I saw where the volume was. It was at about 40%. He could hardly hear it. And I was like, well, you can't turn it up all the way because 
you know, you can't do that. Um, but I saw where it was because there's a visual cue on those Apple devices. You could see where the volume is. So it's at about 40%. He's watching it. Stewardess comes walking by and she wasn't like coming to us. She was just walking by and she just glances over and she sees he's watching a movie and she stops and she goes, she, there were three of us in a row. One of them, one of the kids at the window, the other kid had the middle, I had the aisle. Stewardess stops at me. She, she leans over me to speak to the, to the, to the kid. And goes, you can't have that like that. You need to put in your earbuds if you're going to listen to a movie. And I was like, whoa, hey. Uh, okay, you can tell me and I'll let him know. But like, because he's looking at her like, I don't understand what's going on. And she's like basically scolding him for watching the movie without earbuds in. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lady. Take it down a lot of notches. And again, had she just been in a title fight in like 26B, I would understand a lot more of like why she's a little upset. But she wasn't. She was just really fucking prickly. The second thing was they have a new drink system, which I'm going to tell you right now, I'm all for this. I like this. First of all, there's no booze on the flight. Totally okay with it. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, Secondly, they don't come down with the cart anymore. That big cart that the, that the dude on the United flight took a shit on. They don't come down with that anymore, which I also love because I put my feet in the aisle because, you know, I'm six foot 90,000 and I got to stretch out my leg. Plus, the knees aren't feeling good these days. So I had to stretch it out. So they don't come down the aisle with that drink cart any longer. What they do, in fact, offer you are drinks, but they do it in a different fashion. And again, I'm on board with this like with this uh, new style of ordering drinks, here's what they do. They hold up like a laminated sheet of paper, four drinks on it, four or five, whatever it was. So you got Coke, Diet Coke, seven up water and coffee. (laughs) Those are your five choices. So if they hold up the sign, you can't go, I want grape juice. Because they're going to say, we don't have grape juice. You go, buy one grape juice. You can't have grape juice on the flight because they don't have grape juice on the flight. So you can't do that. And then what they do is they assign each of those delicious beverages a number, one through five. And the idea is, because you're wearing a mask, they don't want to hear your shit. They don't want to hear you speaking. Okay? They just want you to raise your hand and give a number sign. Okay? So if you wanted a Coke, number one. If you wanted a Diet Coke, number two. You just put up your fingers. It's pretty simple, right? Well, I didn't know it was coming. Kids didn't know it was coming. The stewardess comes to our row first because we just happen to be, you know, they, they split it up. There's like three of them on there. They each take 10 rows. Well, stewardess comes to us, holds up a sign, and uh, just looks, just looks at us. Doesn't say, I didn't even know she was like there for a second. She just stands there. I'm, I'm looking down at my, uh, my phone. I got my earbuds in, um, got my mask on and my glasses. Cause I'm pretending I'm not looking at anybody. And I just notice her standing there and I look up and she's just holding up the sign. And now she starts tapping it with her finger, like hurry the fuck up, man. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. 
And I go, uh, 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 number three, because I wanted a delicious caffeine-free 7-Up, right? I didn't ask for ginger ale. I didn't ask for anything else. I didn't ask for grape juice. I didn't ask for apple juice. I said I held up my, my three fingers, and then she realized I wasn't from East Germany. <laughs> right? Inglorious bastards. Um, I held up my number three, indicating... I wanted a seven up. Now, granted, I did not do it in the time frame she wanted, okay? Because those nine other rows were were calling her. So she looks at the boys, and the boys are not really paying attention either. And I hear her go, Excuse me, do you want drinks or no? And I was like, fuck. So I, of course, I step in, I, I start getting their attention. I'm like, guys, do you want something to drink? And they're like, yep. So one of them looks and he pulls down his mask and he goes, I'd like a seven up, please. And she, (laughs) she did that whole like, you have to put your mask back over your face. You have to put your mask back over your face. So she's like taking her mask, pulling it like virtually pulling it back up over her nose. And she's like, you have to keep your mask up over your face. And I'm like, and I, I told him, I said, what number do you want? What number? And he goes, oh, okay, number three. And then the other one looks up and he goes, uh, and again, she is angry at this point. Now, this whole thing, mind you, I'm dragging it out here for a story purpose. This whole thing maybe took 15 seconds, okay? Maybe took 15 seconds, but she was so fucking annoyed. She's like tapping the paper, 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 right? And, you know, clearly angry that the two, three boys in that row were not ready for her drink drink order. Okay. So we got that. She moves on. She comes back. Got her seven ups. Fine. No problem. About 30 minutes later, I get the, uh, dad, um, I have to go to the bathroom. Is that okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. It's Cause he didn't even know there was a bathroom on the plane. And, uh, I was like, well, there's a bathroom here. So, you know, let's, let's go. And we were in row, I think we were in row 11, right? So we we're kind of near the front of the plane. We're in row 11. And so we're going to go to the front. And I, so, oh no, I'm sorry. I said, I look, I said, okay, look, you can go on your own. Just, it's right up there. And I pointed to where it was. I said, see the front of the plane, see the little sign shows like the man and the woman. That's the restroom sign. That means it's open. So just go up and you can go in. He goes, all right, cool. Has his mask on. We all do. I let him out. He walks up and he's looking around. Now granted, there was a flight attendant there. Stewardess, flight attendant, prickly ass, Old fucking lady is what I'd like to call her because that's what she was. Uh, she was standing up there, right? She was there. She was not in the middle of uh, tapping someone on the face for a drink order for a delicious 7-Up or uh, a lukewarm cup of coffee. She was standing up there just doing whatever it was she was doing. He goes up there. He looks around. And he, he looks back at me and I see him and he, he kind of shrugged and he put his arms up like, I don't know what to do. So now, mind you, this is the second time he's ever been on a plane. First time was about five years ago. Never gone to the bathroom on a plane. This is the first time ever, right? 
So the doors look a little different. The stuff looks a little different, right? Than it does at home. So he comes back and he's like, I didn't, I, I just didn't know where the bathroom was. Because there's three doors up there. One of them was a bathroom. One of them was a closet. One of them was a cockpit. Okay? And I have a feeling if he would have went for the cockpit, they might have tried to fucking duct tape him, is my guess. So I'm glad he didn't go for the cockpit. So he comes back and I go, all right, well, here, let me go show you. So I walk up there with him and I go, hey, it's right there. And he goes, oh, okay, I see it now. I get it. Opens the door and he shuts it. And uh, before I had the chance to act, to start to head back to row 11 from the plane shitter, she looks at me, she goes, you can't be here. And I said, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to my seat. She goes, this is the cockpit. She wasn't done. She goes, this is the cockpit area. You can't be near the cockpit area. Or, and, and she added, sorry, when the lavatory is in use. Hmm. You mean the one that I just took my kid to, right? Like, the, I know that one's in use. And I, I'm... I'm literally turning around to go back to my fucking seat. Now, I didn't say any of this because I know what happens next. Next call, FBI, right? We don't need that. So I was like, yeah, I get it. I'm heading back, <laughs> you know? And I I gave her the, the fuck's the matter with you look? You know what I mean? I gave her that one. I was like, yeah, I get it. I know the cockpit. Familiar. I've flown a 737, woman. I know the cockpit. Got it? flew it in Microsoft Flight Simulator, but whatever. I still flew the fucking plane, so I know the cockpit. So I head back to my seat. Kid comes back. All is good with the world, right? Except for he probably touched too many things in there, and that's a problem in and of itself. So I'm just saying, and you know, that's kind of like a overview of kind of how prickly they all were. And it like I kind of saw it in other realms of the plane too. I have the ability to hear other conversations, and they were all kind of prickly, all of them on every leg. You know, it was a little, it was a little much on the on the way back. We were uh, we were taxiing on the runway to about ready to take off, and as we're taxiing, I uh, I bent down. You know, I, I always travel with a backpack. I put the backpack under the seat. Uh, the good news is when you're traveling with kids, you can put your backpack under theirs and you get a little bit extra leg room. Just saying. Pro tip from Brinzor. Uh, so I had the backpack under the seat and I wanted to get out my headphones. And again, we're not in the sky. I wasn't standing up. I bent down. Bent down. I leaned down to grab my headphones out of my bag. Now I leave the bag on the ground. And I leave it kind of partially under the seat. Now, it wasn't totally under the seat, to be fair. But I leave it kind of partially under the seat, unzip it, take out what I need, and I push it back. That's what I do. Because I do understand the rules, and I understand you got you can't like be, you know, during taxiing, you can't stand up and get something out of the overhead. I would never do that. But I did lean over and grab something out of my bag. And it just so happened to be, as I'm walking by, or she's walking by a different, you know, uh, stewardess. And she just goes, look, I know you need it right away, but hurry up and put your bag away. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. So I think what's happening is they're just on edge. I think they're just on 
edge. Because at any given time, I think they feel like someone's going to hop up and, and again, pretend it's Clubber Lang versus Rocky Balboa. I think that's what they're imagining at this point. I think they think every interaction is going to end in an argument or a fight. I, I just, and I can't really blame them, but it it is weird. Like, they're a little bit on edge and pretty fucking prickly. At least they were on our flights. You know, and, you know, I, I, I mean, technically, I guess getting something out of my bag. Again, this wasn't above me. This was in the seat in front of me underneath it. And I pulled it out about halfway. And it's a backpack, mind you. I pulled my backpack about halfway out, dug my headphones out, and I was just putting it back. And she yelled at me. (laughs) So my advice to you, if you're flying, just be aware, be patient. Uh, I think, you know, Maybe have a fight breakout. I don't know. Give it a shot. See see what happens. So we went to uh, we went to Oklahoma for our vacation, and um, yeah, it was it was fine. We got to see everybody and do the do the stuff. Every day there was a new adventure. You know, we were you know very busy the entire time, and um, I'll tell you, hotel amenities have really gone to shit too. They really have. And it's all fucking COVID, man. So we had stayed at this place before. The exact same hotel we stayed at last time we were there. It was actually kind of nice last time. Um, you had a nice restaurant in the place, a bar where you can like, you know, at the end of the day, we come back to the hotel. I'd go down. I'd bring up a couple glasses of wine. We would just sit there and decompress, you know, from the day. Kids would sleep in the rollout or not the rollout, the, uh, the couch bed. And, you know, it was fine. Really big rooms. You know, so we weren't really cramped by any stretch. This time we went back, same exact hotel, you know, restaurants closed, bars closed, pools closed. Um, It just seemed not as good, you know, and like we, you know, they wouldn't uh, clean the rooms on any reg with any regularity. I think they did it twice for us the whole time we were there. And obviously it was by request both times. Every day we're like, hey, can we have fucking towels? Towels. We need towels. Hey, how about some towels? Can we get towels? I think at one point my wife went down and got the towels herself. I kid you not. She had just went down and got the fucking towels. Now, I don't know why that is. And I can't really blame the hotel. It was just a matter of, I think, COVID. And this is not. this was not a Hilton or a Hyatt. It was called an A-loft. And it was a, I, I don't know if it's local there or what. I've never seen them before, but I've seen them in Oklahoma. Um, it was At one point, it was really nice. I just think it went a little down. And I think with COVID, it went a lot down. So, and I don't know if that's the case everywhere. I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since I, uh, I was staying at the Hiltons and the Marriott's all the time. So I don't know if they do the same thing. I have no idea. I somehow don't get the impression that they do, but I could be wrong. So, but it was fine. You know, we got back to that and, or we dealt with it. It was not that big of a deal. We fought, we, you know, we ended up getting our towels and this and that. But like one day we ran out of toilet paper in the, in the, I've never had that happen in my life in a hotel. We ran out of toilet paper and had to go get more. Again, not the end of the world, but it was weird, right? Like you don't run out of toilet paper in a hotel, you know? And it, if you do, well, I 
maybe you used too much. I don't know. I don't know. But there were four of us there. Everybody poops. You know what I mean? Uh, WWE SmackDown. There, there, that's a weird segue. But right next to the hotel, we were staying in downtown. And right next to the hotel, there's this place called the BOK Center. And it's where they do all this. It's like, you know, the sports arena or it's like Madison Square Garden, right? It's like one of those places. And there's a big sign, WWE Smackdown happening Friday night. And I was like, do we do it? Do we go? I mean, it's right next to the hotel. You can see it. It's right there. It's about two minutes walking. Mm, missed it by a week. I think I would have went. I think I would have gone. I think it might have been a fun thing to do. I think it would have been cool. Uh, missed it by a week. So, eh, what are you going to do? How about that heat, though? You know, you don't, you know, in, in, in San Diego, while it is fucking crazy hot right now and humid and miserable here, uh, it was also like that there. Um but I guess we just got lucky and it just happened to be this particular week was, uh, was really bad. But from, it's my understanding that it's not that way all the time. I don't know. We may find out in the future. <laughs> yeah. We looked at property while we were there. Well, we didn't like go look at property, but we looked it up online, uh, as we pat as we were driving around and we passed, new construction this or new construction that, you know, we look it up and wow, I'm telling you. So for anyone who's interested, so where we're living now, here, here's where San Diego prices are. If you, if you want to know a little West coast real estate action, here it is. So a couple weeks ago, our next door neighbor, the, the house next door, right? I could, I could reach out and touch it. Uh, went up for sale. Our neighbors are leaving and they, they've been here forever. And because the prices are the way they are, they're like, I think we got to go and, uh, put their house up on the market. They listed it at like 1.39, $1,390,000 for their house. Now their house is a, what is it? 30, 3,600 square feet. I think it's like 3,600 square foot, two story. It's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful home. Uh, but it's like standard for where I think are they're They're like a hundred square foot, square foot. They're about a hundred square feet larger than ours. So ours is like 3,500. Theirs is like 3,600. Put it up for sale for like $1.39 million. Okay. In one day, because the it went up, it the 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 it went up for say what am I trying to say? It got listed on a Wednesday. Okay. The very first showing was on Saturday. Okay. Well, that Saturday they had four offers. They got into a little bidding war and they accepted one. One day. Right? Final price, $1.5 million. Right? Right next door. So, you know, we're driving around Oklahoma and we're looking, and obviously there's family there and, and things like that. And, you know, we're, we're, 
discussing like, well, what would it be like if we did this? And, you know, we sold there, we moved here, blah, blah, blah. And so we started looking at all the stuff and like the new construction, I mean like stuff that's going up right now. First of all, they're fucking gorgeous homes, right? I mean, so what we were looking at, I'll give you an indication, because again, remember about 3,500 square feet here, 36 in the case of my next door neighbor selling for 1.5 million and it was a bidding war and it sold in one day. Okay, let's remember that. So down there, what we were looking at were homes that were brand new. Uh, they got a lot of land. Now, not like so much land where it's like, you know, I'm, it's not fucking old yeller style. I mean, there's neighbors and it's a neighborhood and things like that. But there's a lot like you could throw a football hard and not leave your your yard. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? So there's those kinds of houses. They're all single story. Not all, but the ones we were looking at were mostly single story. Uh, all fucking just new shit. Viking appliances, for Christ's sake. Uh, just good stuff. And they were all nice and new. And the developments were neat. And they were gated and this and that. So for like anywhere between 500 and 700,000, right? You're looking anywhere between 4,000 and 6,000 square feet of house, of single story house. So, you know, we're 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 looking at that, we were doing a lot of math and the math was pretty simple. Uh can just own the house uh outright and that would be nice, you know. Kids could have a place to run around, dog could have a place to run around build a pool. That's the other thing we're talking about. Well, you got to have a pool out here. You got to have a pool in Oklahoma. It's so fucking hot. You got to have a pool. Well, what do pools cost? Cause back in San Diego to put a pool in the ground right now, because I know someone who did this, it's about $125,000. I shit you not. Now, granted, it's a nice pool. It's not a little fucking jacuzzi size thing. It's a decent sized pool, but it's still about 125 to dig into the ground, pour the shit, do the piping, do the this, do the that. It's about 125 grand. If you want like a big pool, you could get them less than that, of course. But, you know, that's the price we had, we had heard for the size pool that interested us. Back there, Oklahoma fucking $20,000. And that gives you like, that gives you a fucking backyard. They'll redo the whole backyard for you for like 20 grand. It's crazy. So we're just looking at all that going, geez, you know, what do we do? Uh, so I think we'll ride it out and see what happens. But uh, yeah, we were doing a lot of math while we were there. The whole Mecca might be moving, folks. Never know. We don't know. We ate a lot of food. We ate a lot of food while we were there. That's the thing that I don't know if I'm going to be able to deal with if we ever decided to go there. You know, San Diego, while expensive as fuck and uh, almost impossible to get by these days, they do have good food. We have good food. And we have like the, we have like a real, we have like the whole spectrum covered. I mean, from like all kinds of flavors and styles to all sorts of uh, healthy choices. Ranging from completely unhealthy to totally healthy. We have all that in between. Go out to Oklahoma, it's like, well, what do you want for breakfast? Well, there's a good brisket place down the street. We can go and get a pound of brisket each. I mean, there's a lot of that, you know. Well, do you want gravy on the brisket for your breakfast? Well, 
Well, yeah, it's going to be a few hours till lunch, so might as well get the gravy, because at lunch we're going to have to go get, you know, the triple burgers. and sh- I, There's just a lot of that. You know, I didn't see a lot of healthy choices. So that's, that's a concern. Uh, Mexican food? Fuck no, they don't have any. None. None that I thought, none that, well, look, we didn't go to every Mexican place. We went to one. It was garbage. Uh, we visited one the last time we were there. Also not good. But I don't think they're known for their Mexican food. I would miss that horribly. I would horribly miss Mexican food. I don't know what we would do. That would be a pro- that would be a problem. That would be a real problem. Of course, we, then we discussed it. We can make a billion dollars and open up a Mexican place and have it be the best, and we could just be super rich that way. We can do that. But in terms of like the food was good, it's delicious that we had. Don't get me wrong, but not really on the healthy scale if you know what I mean. So we're doing a little detox now because we have to have fucking salad. We need salads. <laughs> we, we have to have salad. I mean, that's all there is to it. So I don't know. That would be an interest. I don't know. It's it. There's a lot to consider when doing something like that. You know what I mean? When doing that kind of move, I don't, I don't know. So we're at this one place one day. It was called The Gathering Place. And kudos to Oklahoma for having a place like this. It's a giant park, basically. It's just a big fucking park. But it's not just like a park where it's just an open park and kids go play on the swings. No, 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 no. You should look it up. It's called The Gathering Place. And it's it's a giant, huge uh, plot of land that they developed to spend the day with walking trails and there's a shit ton of stuff for kids to do. Um, there's, there are playgrounds, but they're, they're done in a way where I don't know. I can't explain it. There's a lot of climbing and a lot of exploring and it's pretty cool. It's, it was pretty nice. And there's like zip lines for kids. You know, they're not high off the ground. They're very small. Um, they can run around, they can do their thing. And then like, you know, you go walk off and there's other activities to do. There's like a boat launch. There's, you know, this, there's that. And you could just, you know, spend a lot of hours walking, which was kind of nice. Uh, but at one point they have this like really nice sort of central building that is, has a little restaurant in there, a little ice cream shop. And, you know, cause it's fucking hot. Uh, you know, the kids were excited, so uh, we got them ice cream. Now, I said, if there's an option, get them ice cream in a cup. You know why? It was 109,000 degrees that day. So, of course, they come out with cones, right? And, you know, kids, when it, they don't necessarily go, I better eat this quick because the heat is going to melt my ice cream. And, I, and by the time even that thought happens, it's all gone. It's all melted. Right? So, of course, come out with cones. I suggested cups. No one listened. They got cones. Uh, by the time, I don't know, 30 seconds went by, it was all, all down the arm, all up the sleeve, and all, uh, it, it, you know, it looked like chocolate blood all over. Right? It looked like their chocolate wrists were cut open and chocolate blood was going everywhere. <laughs> okay? So, by the way, we did switch to cups midway through the ice cream experience, and uh, it was definitely better. So, it was time, you know, go clean them up. So, I take one of them in, clean them up, come back, get the other one. 
take him in. And as we're leaving, uh, he's like, I'm just going to go back to the, to the table. I'm like, all right. But then he started to run and go, Hey, slow down, slow down. He started to run. And I said, you know, go out the left-hand side here. Not the way we came in, go out the left. And he, he went to the left. <sighs> right into the window at full sprint. Full stride, right into the window. Big old window. Thought it was just an open area. <laughs> Kudos to the cleaning staff, right? Because not a spot on it <laughs> was full stride right into the window. And he like hit it and fell backwards and had that like dazed look. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't like seeing that. So uh, picked him up, asked him if he's all right. And of course, he was like sort of crying, sort of not. A little shaken up, a little embarrassed, maybe. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you okay? And I'm looking at his eyes. His eyes look fine. I'm looking for a concussion, folks. You know, little heads maybe aren't aren't as uh, durable as this kind of big meat head on me. So I'm looking at the eyes. Pupils look all right. You know, how many fingers am I holding? Okay. Seem okay. You go, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, He goes, I just, I didn't know that was there. I'm like, "Uh remember when I said don't run? (laughs) That's why. That remember when I said that? Like I don't know, eleven seconds ago. Don't run. Yeah. Uh, but I felt so bad for him. He went right into it. Just didn't see it coming. Just didn't see it coming. So that night, you know, through the afternoon, I'm keeping an eye on him, like just making sure he's not off. And he wasn't. He wasn't off. And uh, I kept asking him, "You okay? How's your head?" He goes, eh, "It's all right." You know, it feels a little sore. I'm like, "Well, it's gonna happen when you take a fucking window in full stride." But you know, I'm glad you're okay. But I kept, you know, I kept the eye on him, looking at him. And uh, go back to the hotel. And sure enough, that afternoon, you know, he's sitting there and we're getting ready to go to dinner. And he's sitting there and I didn't, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. He's sitting with his back to me. And as he gets up and turns around, I was like, what the fuck? There was like a golf ball over his eye. It just whoosh, swolled right up and uh, this was hours later so I was like huh okay let's uh, take care of that so uh, so I took out the razor blade and I cut him over the eye and it bled but the swelling went down no I did not do that I was not I was not pretending I was in Rocky no I just went and got the ice and he held ice on it for like an hour and it, it finally went down but it was fine after that but wow right that's freaky moral of the story Listen to your dad. Don't run. I don't know what else. What else did we do? We did a bunch of shit. Spent time at a lake. Went uh, went on the jet skis. A little fishing. Uh, the only people who got fish were the kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm back. It's uh, vacation's over. School's uh, starting next week. Oh, yeah, there's that one thing. I know what I was going to tell you. Now I remember. Yeah, we are totally fucked again in this COVID thing, aren't we? Yeah, it's coming. It's here. You know, I was totally optimistic in June. Totally optimistic in June. Uh, You know, numbers were going down. People were getting the shot. Uh, You know, you turn on the news, they're like, "Eh, one person came in today with COVID. (laughs) I mean, literally, that's what the news was saying, like, 
in a June, early July. And then the 4th of July happened. And then Lollapalooza happened. And then everybody's bitching him on about wearing masks. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what, folks? Here we are again. Numbers are skyrocketing everywhere. Everywhere across the fucking country. They're just going up and up and up and up and up. Delta variant this. Lambda variant that. Yeah, right on the heels of fucking Delta. Here comes Lambda. It's not over, folks. It is not over by a long shot. And I'll tell you, you know, we got school starting next week. I don't fucking know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. There was already on the news here this morning, just this morning. One of the districts in San Diego were like, we're delaying the start of school uh, because we, and I didn't hear for how long, but I heard they're delaying it because of the Delta variant. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So I don't know. I'm not really sure how that's going to play out, but I don't think we're out of the woods yet, folks. I think we, I think we did the old mission accomplished sign on the deck of the aircraft carrier during the Iraq war. I think that's what we did back in June. I think we celebrated a little bit too soon. I think as we were running down the football field, we spiked the ball on the five. I think that's what we did in terms of COVID because fuck all I'm hearing now are, Hey, um, you remember that time we had ICU beds and we had ventilators? Well, we don't anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to fucking happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Can I tell you about the dream I had last night? And I think I'm having fucked up dreams because my body's still all jacked up. And I'm going to leave you with this one. I had this weird dream. It has nothing to do with Oklahoma. It has nothing to do with my vacation. It's just a weird dream. And I woke up like annoyed because, and and it took me, it literally took me like 15 minutes to shake it off because I just wasn't in the right state of mind yet. (laughs) This has nothing to do with anything, but I figured I'd share it with you. So I had this dream that me and just some other person, like just a faceless person that I was with, I don't even know who the fuck it was, we're supposed to watch, uh, like babysit three kids, three siblings. I know you all want me as your babysitter, so I I understand that. We're supposed to watch three siblings, and it, I'm trying to remember. So, oh yeah, it was this rich fucking couple drops off their kids, and you know, just rich fucking money. To the T's, right? In the cars, they had the clothes, they had the fake boobs, they had the fake hair, uh, fake tans, you name it. This is all in my dream. Fucking rich people dropping off three siblings for me, an unknown person to babysit. Well, uh, we we do the thing and the, and the kids were horrible. They were brats. They were terrible children. I remember uh, we took them to an ice cream shop and they berated the employees at the ice cream shop. Uh, until they got what they wanted and I told them they sucked and I was going to tell their parents that they sucked and I was going to tell their parents that the parents sucked as well as the kids. So I did that and then this is the part that really pissed me, like freaked me out when I woke up. I woke up, well, no, I didn't wake up. Uh, at the end of the dream, I remember uh, the the parents came back from wherever rich thing they did to pick up these three shitheel siblings and I probably had this dream because of where I live now, because a lot of the kids around here are shit heels, right? Especially those fuckers who are riding those electric bikes that are $3,000 a piece and they pretend like they're a fucking gang. Yeah, those kids. 
So at the end of the at the end of the fucking dream, the rich people handed me a bill. They handed me a bill. Like here's the invoice of money you now owe us for the privilege of watching our kids. That's the part that pissed me off. The rich people said, it's a privilege to watch our children. Therefore, we are going to charge you. So if there's any dream analysis out there and you understand what that means, please let me know. Because I woke up so fucking annoyed. I was like, what in the goddamn hell am I thinking about? I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. The rich people gave me a bill for like $800 per kid, $2,400 in total, uh, because they were rich and it was a privilege for me to babysit for them so I owe them money. Please, somebody, give me a give me a rundown. Give me a rundown on that, would you? Because I don't know what the fuck that means. And I do things, I do things. I do think dreams mean something. So yeah, that's how uh, I think we're back on track now from our trip. Yesterday was rough. Uh, a lot of laundry, a lot of cleaning, a lot of laundry, a lot of cleaning, and then cleaning and then more laundry. And not a lot of sleep because it just weren't it just wasn't working. But I think maybe today we're gonna get back on track. So uh I will leave you with that. We're back. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your fish taco.